The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. I am Jordan Hall, and I am pumped to be joined, as always, by Joe Fordyce, our Flyers pre- and post-game live producer. Joe, Danny Briere was named Flyers full-time general manager two weeks ago, exactly. This is his first shot at the GM chair at the NHL level. He said it's been a dream of his to be Flyers GM. He is going to be tested with some pretty big decisions. This is not an easy spot to jump into for your first time as general manager. It'd be one thing if the Flyers were in a steady spot and they didn't really need to rock the boat a ton, but he's going to be um, facing some really big calls. Of course, he's going to have the support of Keith Jones and John Tortorella and some others, but these are his decisions when it comes down to it. So we figured let's look at the three biggest decisions facing Danny Breer in his first offseason as general manager. So, Joe, let's get right into it. What's your third biggest decision in your mind facing Mr. Briere? Well, some of some of my three are going to overlap, but I'm going to start with number three and make it a, a broader one and just call it the subtractions. Um, and really what I mean by that is John Tortorella has talked about subtractions most of the season. He's talked about it when he's had the opportunity in the off season. And now that we've gotten to it are his version of the subtractions and Briere's version of the subtractions. Are they the same? And that's what I'm, I think is the biggest um, makes it one of the biggest decisions and the biggest challenges is are those two exactly on the same page? And if they're not do is, does it lean more toward, Torts or more toward Briere mm-hmm. in terms of going forward? Um, because really, we, we've all heard Torts' version, and, and Torts is a little more forceful, let's say, when he talks about it. And Briere's kind of backed him up when he's talked. But when Briere has backed him up about the subtractions, he's always referred to what John Tortorella has said. So when it comes down to actually making the decisions of the guys that are going to go and the guys that are going to stay, is it basically a list from John Tortorella that's handed or is it a collaboration of let's talk about this and, you know, is there some disagreement and even some give on either side of that equation. So to me, I'm going to say that one as number three, given that it's the first um, off season with the two of them working or when you meant, I mean, Jonesy, obviously. So you mentioned that there's more than two, but for the, the sake of this conversation, the Tortorella and the Danny Briere, because they were the two and both of them have talked about how valuable those games were late in the season, sitting in the press box together, watching the games. So what came out of that 
Are they in full agreement? So that to me is number three uh, on my list. Now that Briere is GM, I think everyone's now saying, well, now what? What will Danny Briere do? How much will this roster change this summer going into next year as the Flyers kind of embark on this rebuild now? Last year, not everyone was certain about what the team was labeling this season. And then it became clear that it was a rebuild. This is the first time the Flyers are really treating an offseason and a year as a rebuild. So what will Briere do? I think I'm pretty fascinated, Joe, is how, like how the decisions will be made. Uh, how strongly will Briere voice his convictions? Same with Tortorella. How much input will Keith Jones have? Um, you know, how will they balance that? It's a trio. It's really not one person. We all know John Tortorella, Tortorella's voice will be heard. Danny Briere is going to have to listen to it, but also – Make sure he's the one making the call. The head coach shouldn't be really dictating all decisions. And I don't think Tortorella is going to act like he is, but he will have his opinions and they will be heard. I think everyone's just very interested to see how they will make decisions. Um, you know, how how will they balance it all? I, I'm very interested to see that. Yeah, the scenario I want to see is if Tortorella comes to, to Danny Briere and Jonesy and says – um, I think this guy, guy A, I'm not referring to a specific player, but this guy needs to, he needs to go. And Danny says, I don't think we've gotten enough out of him or we can get more out of him. And there's kind of, uh, their opinions aren't aligned. Do they go to Jonesy for a tiebreaker? Is it <laughs> like, how does all that work? Because, again, the most forceful opinion, the loudest opinion in the room to us so far has always been this coach because he's been here since the beginning of last season. Mm -hmm. And the other parts are – I mean, I'm not suggesting Danny's new because he was there, but he's new in this role. And I, that, to me, that's why I put this on the list. I think that's, that's one of the biggest things. And, you know, maybe they haven't figured it out yet. Uh, exactly how that's going to go, but it's definitely one of the biggest um, decisions that has to be made. The topic of subtraction is a really good one because we've heard it almost ad nauseum from John Tortorella. So you know he's pushing that to Danny Barrera. You know that's probably an organizational philosophy right now is they think they need to subtract before they add. So Barrera's getting his first chance at GM and they're not really looking to add a bunch. They're probably looking to subtract. How will he do it? Uh, massive decision, I think, uh, and you think, Joe, in the in our eyes for Danny Briere. For me, my number three biggest decision, Joe, will be who do they pick at number seven in the entry draft come June 28-29. Briere called it a massive – or, he, excuse me, he called it a critical pick for the organization moving forward, and we all know the Flyers believe they really need to hit in the entry draft, when you have these types of seasons that the Flyers have had over the last two years, you need to hit on picks in the top five and the top seven. We've seen what happens when you miss on a pick. And Nolan Patrick just happens to be the the biggest example because it's the most recent. And, you know, we all know what Nolan Patrick went through. I feel for him. Migraine disorder, it kept him out for a full season. Right now he's in the Golden Knights organization. He didn't play this year. Uh, so, you know, he's been through a lot, but 
it's fair to say the Flyers didn't hit on that pick at number two, and that's like like a, it's a huge miss. Can almost set you back because you can you can grab super high end talent at those spots, and when you don't, um, it definitely can be damaging for the trajectory of a organization. So I think this pick will be huge. I think it's a big call for Danny Briere because he has been touted for his eye for talent, his eye for drafting and developing. That's been really a calling card that people have praised him for. I think he's going to have his voice uh, really heard here at picking at number seven. And the Flyers need to make sure it's a really good pick. Get a good player and continue to push the whole let's get younger and let's do it the right way. Like this is doing it the right way in the many in the many eyes of people in the organization is drafting, developing, uh, doing it internally. So number seven will be big. And I think another big call will be, could they trade up? Will they trade up? Will they trade back? Will they stay put? Uh, but the Flyers need to make sure they're hitting on picks when they're picking this high. Uh, when you go through years that they've gone through, it, it leads to high picks, and you want to make sure you take advantage of it. This is the time to do it. Listen, there seems to be this big focus on subtraction, and we know that. So I don't think we're anticipating a huge offseason in terms of additions by way of free agency that leaves the draft as your Avenue. And I'm not suggesting the guy they pick at seven will be make the team out of camp. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. But if the eyes are toward the future, this player that you take here has to be a big part of it. So does Cam York. So does, you know, all of the guys that they've been touting all need to be part of this the guys that are with the Phantoms, um, they they have to that has to they have to make up the next core. They really do because by the time they want to compete, the Atkinsons, the Couturiers, the uh, you know the guys that they the Konechnies, not necessarily him because he's still really young, but like. Those guys are going to be getting toward the backside of their career, or they won't even be here. So um, you can't you can't have. There's not a world where this works out where Cutter Gautier is not a huge part of this, or this player they pick at seven is not a huge part of this. Three and four years down the road here. And this is successful. It just doesn't, it's not going to work that way. Um, if subtractions we're, we're going to hear about, the additions by draft, Gauthier, the number seven pick that's upcoming, those have to be home runs. They just have to be in this scenario that's been laid out for us by them. And there's some good talent in this draft. There's some really good American players that are a little bit overshadowed because of the consensus top two. It's been deemed, you know, a deeper draft with a really good top 10. And Briere has been heavily involved in the Flyers draft efforts going back to the Tyson Forrester draft in 2020. So this has been a thing, you know, a real uh, strength of his, the Flyers believe, is keen eye for talent uh, at the amateur level. So this is where he can really, I think, put his mark on the team, not just, of course, with the big decisions on the roster right now, but, you know, the building of the future uh, here in Philadelphia and drafting and developing. Like this is what Danny Barrera does is getting talent at that early level, seeing things differently uh, because he's 
you know, he's been through it. I mean, he's been a guy that's been drafted in the first round. He's been a guy that's been undersized and found a way to kind of defy odds and, uh, you know, with unique talents like hockey IQ and uh, the intangibles and all that. This is where Breer can, I think, put his mark. It's going to be an important pick come late June. Catch all these sports action and more at Rivers Casino, Philadelphia. Whether it's the money line or the pass line, there's something for everyone, including a great sports book. Rivers Casino, Philadelphia. Philly loves a winner. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Joe, second biggest decision for Denny Breer. What do you think it is? I think there's plenty of decisions to go around here, and we already talked about the draft, so I'm going to move to a different one and say, is Ivan Provorov part of this going forward? Because to me, he's the guy He's the guy to me most on the fence that they could get the most for. Um, and I think that's a combination that is uh, attractive to a team in this spot. Um, we know he had he was at odds with John Tortorella at times last year. Um, but I think you could make the argument he hasn't completely hit his prime yet in which case you may be able to move him for valuable pieces that help you in the long run. And I think that exploring that and at minimum taking calls on it is would do this team well. Um, and I'm not saying this has to end with him leaving. I'm just saying to explore it, I think, is, is basically due diligence to see if you can get um, – you know, a decent haul for him because he's a younger player. He's a player that's played up and down the lineup. He's a player that's played on the power play and he's a former first round pick. And it's a guy that a lot of people believe. I, what I find interesting is I'm going to bring up Rick Tockett, for example, this is a guy who's not here all the time, but he, in the last five years, he's either been a coach or he's been in national media working around the team. And every time you talk to Rick about the assets the Flyers have, he brings up Ivan Provorov. I believe he brought up Ivan Provorov on this podcast with you and I. He did, um, yeah. Yeah. So there are things – I think we, here we get a little too close to it sometimes, and we don't necessarily know all the – what people around the league see. And I think that is a thing that needs to be explored by the Flyers. And the, it may come down that the best option is to keep Ivan Provorov right here going forward. But I think you need to explore whether that's the case or not. Yeah, I think Provorov might be one of the most talked about Flyers topics in league circles. Is what is Ivan Provorov? Who is he? Is he a number one? Does he belong in Philadelphia's future still? Does he need a new change of scenery, fresh start? I really believe he's probably a polarizing and debated player in league circles. And Joe, as you mentioned, Rick Tockick thinks a lot of Provorov. I mean, he's talked pretty highly about him. He's liked him going back to his days when he was coach of the Coyotes. So there's there's still potential there with Ivan Provorov, uh, and he's a huge asset. Um, 
I wonder if, you know, John Tortorello is going to be in Danny Briere's ear and say, like, we think this can still work here, at least this season. Like, there's there's more here. If we stabilize a little bit more on the back end, we can get more out of Pro Robin. Maybe his maybe his stock goes higher. You know, his stock maybe his stock climbs, especially as he gets closer to the end of his contract, too. Right. And you know what was interesting during the season? You, you it seemed like you heard John Tortorella be critical of him. And then gradually Tortorella's comments about Provorov went this way. And as his comments went this way, Provorov's play seemed to also elevate. So that to me is, did maybe these two guys were at odds like this? And then the two of them hit their stride together as the season went on. And the best is yet to come. That's another possibility. So again, I think the future of Provorov is a, is a, a big, big decision uh, this offseason. Yeah, huge decision in-house for Danny Breer and company. And I don't think they should make a rash decision. I mean, this, again, Provorov is not in his 30s. He's a, like he's a very reliable, durable player, like a guy that doesn't miss games, plays a lot of minutes. Um, do I think they should explore? Absolutely. And then would I be surprised if he got moved this offseason? No, I quite frankly wouldn't. But I think they need to make sure they get a good return. And there's no rush to it. I mean, he still has two years on his deal, and he can still help you in the present at a really important position. So I think the Flyers need to make sure they get that right, which makes it a huge decision for Danny Breer. Joe, for me, it, the topic of trade is that my number two biggest decision. It's, it's actually a different player. It's Kevin Hayes. Why is it a big decision? Is because multiple levels of it. Should the Flyers move him? Is it the right call? Uh if they do decide to move him, what do they get in return? I think they need to make sure they get a really good return on Kevin Hayes because at the end of the day, it's a 31-year-old, six foot five center coming off one of the best years of his career, if not the best. They need to get something decent in return. Among the player, among the fours that played last year, Kevin Hayes was the highest paid flyer. So it's a big call because they might have to retain salary. How much will they have to retain? What can they get in return for Kevin Hayes? Could they get picks? Could they get a player? Um, and why I think it's a big call is because he's really well liked in the locker room. So I think they, I think it's a real delicate decision because you want to make sure you handle it correctly because he is so well liked in the locker room. He's a leader in the locker room, whether John Tortorella wants to admit it or not. He is the guy that a players really like. Um, he is held in high regard among his teammates. So you want to make sure you handle this correctly because uh, it's going to have an impact not only in what you get in return, but also on the faces and the guys in the locker room. So I think the Kevin Hayes decision is huge. Um, I think the pro one might be bigger because I think the writing has been on the wall a little bit more and clearer with the Kevin Hayes. I think I think people would be more surprised if pro was moved compared to Hayes. I think Hayes looks like it could be, uh, you know, I think he even admitted it that uh, he has read the message the Flyers have been sending for months now. Um, but it's a big call nonetheless. Yeah, so this kind of transitions us here. I'm, I'm, Hayes is my number one. Okay. And it's not my number one just in the sense of moving him out of here. It's my number one in the sense that how are you moving him? Sure. And do you have to part ways with another piece that might be more valuable in order to move Kevin Hayes' contract. So to me, that's why he's my number one. Yeah. Um, because 
does it deplete your roster in another way? Do you have to say, uh, you mentioned eat salary, but let's say a team says, instead of eating salary, we want to have um, Joel Farabee instead. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I think those discussions are quite possible. Um, you know, and, and you end up having to give up Hayes plus another player to sweeten the deal in lieu of eating the salary. So to me, how you get that done is the number one decision for me. And, um, you know, what it does to your roster and your cap going forward, that's all of those things combined make that the number one uh, uh, decision for me. Yeah, I like it. And I'm really fascinated to see how Danny Breer fares in trades. I mean, he's never made trades before. Uh, I think people believe he can do it and he's going to have support. He's going to have support from people around him to make these trades. But I mean, these are big calls to other teams negotiating trades and, and, and seeing what the Flyers can do with some of their assets and Hayes and Provorov are two big ones. And Joe, that's a great point. Like how, you know, I think you're right. Teams are going to say, well, yeah, we're interested in Hayes and we, and we like him, but we want something else too in order to take on his money and his term on his, on his deal. And those are big calls because the Flyers might have to part ways with a player they also like um, to, to facilitate that deal. Uh, yeah, for me, Joe, number one was actually Provorov. So we actually had it kind of reversed. But Provorov and, and really how much do the Flyers reshape their defense – I believe internally they really think that the blue line is the foundation of their team. A lot of the real perennial contenders build from the back out, goalie and defense. Uh, you don't always need to have the highest end talent up front if you have a really deep and effective blue line. So I'm really interested in how much they reshape things. Do they move Provorov? Is Tony D'Angelo still here? How much younger do they look on the back end? Like these are huge decisions. Uh, Ristolainen and Sanheim, do they still fit this timeline? I think a lot of people debate that. I do think, obviously, they'll be here next year. But uh, how quickly can the Flyers start contending again to make sure Ristolainen and Sanheim fit their timeline? Um, And how much younger do they get? Uh, Tortorella said it at his exit interview uh, that he thinks the next area to get younger is on the back end. He wants to see some more kids. So, I think the biggest decision for Danny Briere is how much do they reshape that critical area? How much do they build from the back out? Um, I'm really interested to see what Danny Briere does there. I think it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest questions this offseason facing Danny Briere. Yeah. And I think too, part of that going forward is um, maximizing what you get out of Ristolainen, because I think you got an, another level out of him this year. But what I'm interested to see is if, If you stop the kind of ex- experimenting part that I think we saw a lot of Ristolainen's best traits come out when he was playing more minutes and he was getting some power play time and these things that on a mid to upper team in this league, you're probably not going to get from a player like that. But how do you keep him at that level playing second pair minutes maybe a little less than he was playing last year a little less minutes than he was playing last year how do you keep him at that level because i do think it's particularly the second half of the season he was i mean you could he's in the argument for the best player on the team in the second half of the segment yeah. or second half of the season last season yeah. so i think that um maximizing his 
um, game is part of that equation of, of the, of the blue line and how it looks as a whole. Yeah. He was arguably the team's most improved player in, in a lot of people's eyes. And I think Joe, the, the a big thing the Flyers will have to deal with is like the evaluation of their back end and trying to get the read on certain players of, is this guy who he is now, or is there another level certain players can get to? I think they believe a lot of their players on defense have another level. If the team is better and there's they stabilize a little bit more, can their defensemen be better? I think they feel like the Ristolainens, the Sandheims, and of course the younger players like the Yorks, even Provorov, they, I think they believe that these guys have another level. Whereas I think a lot there could be a lot of outside chatter of no, some of these guys are probably who they are now. And I think that's the read they're going to have to make um, as they move forward and evaluate which guys should be here and which guys shouldn't. Uh, but yeah, huge decisions on, you know, at a critical area of your team, uh, the back end. And I believe Keith Jones really thinks that's where you build a team is from the back end out. Uh, but Joe, huge decisions. I mean, we're going to talk about them. I think we've talked about them already and we just talked about them now and we'll probably be talking about them uh, next month, all of June and July, as the team continues to construct its new roster and see where it goes. But Joe, great seeing you. Great chatting with you. Thank you so much as always. A big thank you to Ben Barry, our podcast producer and guru, for always being flexible with our time. And Flyers fans, of course, as always, thank you so much for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen, and we cannot wait to talk to you next time.